Twice a month, the Matsu School Board meets to discuss any and everything that affects local schools. I call this regular meeting of the Matanuska-Susitna Borough School District to order. This is In Summary with Emily Forsman. I'm Emily Forstner with the In Summary broadcast for the Matsu School Board meeting on Wednesday, February 1st. You might say Wednesday's board meeting started on Tuesday. That's when Teamsters Local 959 announced a strike against Durham School Services right after the last student was dropped off at school. Bus service ended at that moment and schools scrambled to help students secure transportation home. This wasn't the first time when an issue with Durham School Services dominated a school board meeting, beginning with the unprecedented and unacceptable start of the year. And from the looks of the boardroom, it wasn't going to be the last either. The school board room was packed. It was standing room only and overflowed with school bus drivers in fluorescent safety vests, holding We Heart Matsu bus drivers. There were so many, the room could have glowed in the dark. Bus drivers took to the podium one by one and described poorly maintained and unsafe buses. No heat, dripping water, inadequate windshield wipers, Having to pull over in the snow, couldn't see, no one called, bad radios, no outside speakers to alert students of moose or traffic. I'm, that's a five years old, how I'm working for school bus driving. Quality of these buses, junk. I'm mechanic, all my life I'm working in the cars. And it's, it's, it's something, I don't know. I, that buses and the first students, there was old, but never had any problems like these buses. They talked of poor management, of wages lower than offered at fast food chains, of insurance premiums increased by 66%, of how striking was the last thing they wanted to do. Hello, I'm heartbroken to be here. Right now I'd be driving home, I'd be getting home having a little dinner and getting ready to get up at 4 in the morning and I want to go pick up my students and my kids. This room is full of a whole bunch of people that want to go and take care of our students. We care about them. Of broken negotiations. Um, we had three days of scheduled meetings this week to contact uh, contract with uh, Durham. Monday morning, they threw the paper on the desk and walked out the door. They're not serious about supporting us or giving us what we need. It's, it's just a real shame. Many in the audience implored the board to take action against Durham. Who is holding them accountable? I think the school district, since they're the ones that hired this company, should be the ones holding them accountable, putting their feet to the fire. During the superintendent report, Dr. Traney gave some history as to this Durham contract. He wanted to be sure, he said, that the facts were out there. Um, I'll talk quickly. October 2020, the RFP was issued. December 28th, there was a notice of intent to award um, and as I explained earlier, there were two groups that submitted a proposal, but only one was responsive to the actual RFP. Um, and so 
that, that idea that it, we picked the lowest bidder, that the board at that time picked the lowest bidder, it was actually the only um, bidder that was responsive to the RFP. One way or another, all board members were concerned, just not all the same way. Board member Ted Swanson, wearing red in support of Local 959, called out his support of the bus drivers. He read from the contract clause 8.7.1 on the establishment of fair wage and benefits. What, how do we enforce this section uh, of our RFP to Durham to, in order to get the strike um, closed and every one of these members back to work? Member Jacob Butcher called in remotely. Apparently, sometime outside of a board meeting, he'd made remarks about the strike. A simmering hostility was noted. Member Butcher, I'm a teamster, and I am not criminal. Member Butcher, in final comments, asked concerned bus drivers to call or email him directly. Member Underwood wondered, hypothetically, what would happen if the board canceled the contract that night. Long-standing board member Ole Larson interrupted and emphatically told the board, we can't okay, do so that. It's not hypothetical, and the board decides we're canceling this tomorrow. We can't do that unless the okay, attorneys, well, that, that uh, unless our attorneys get involved, which we have not asked our attorneys. There is no hypothetical about it. Durham is our bus company, period. It was what you might call being stuck between a rock and a hard spot, or in this case, between a traffic jam and summer construction. Student absences on Wednesday, the first full day of the strike, was up 4%. Update. As of Thursday afternoon, the Durham parent company, National Express, and the local 959 have agreed to return to the bargaining table Friday morning. It wasn't just bus service that was a nail in the tire. Several parents testified with frustration over remote learning days. In short, they thought they were stupid and overused. Board President Tom Berge asked for more work on guidelines and policy regarding remote learning days above and beyond what is already in place. We are still falling within the realm of contact hours. Let's, let's make sure we've got hard data. Is that? Yep, we can do that. So now, you know, you got your homework for the night. Deputy Superintendent of Business and Operations, Luke Fulp, is now the CFO for the University of Alaska. Wednesday was Mr. Fulp's last board meeting. Um, it's, it's Luke's last meeting. Um, he's moving on to work for the University of Alaska. Uh, University of Alaska is their director of finance, and the state of Alaska is going to be far better for that. Um, he has always put the, the benefit of the district first. Associate Superintendent of Human Resources, Ms. Katie Gardner, replaces Mr. Fulk, and in her first presentation in that role, she shared the preliminary budget for FY23-24. The new board learned about the variables and the formulas attached to a budget expending over $255 million. Ms. Gardner explained that the ADM is key to the base student allotment, or BSA. The ADM is average daily membership which is code for enrollment, but not so simple as just money per student. 
this line item accounts for about 80% of the new budget, down from 85% last year. However, if the BSA doesn't receive a significant increase of at least $350 per student, the FY23-24 budget faces an $8.9 million deficit. So in actuality, the math is actually worse than what I've scribbled on my paper here in a few moments while you were speaking. Yes, Mr. Berge, that would be accurate. The preliminary budget handbook is printed and linked on the district website for public review. A budget survey and budget simulator tool is also online and open until February 16th. District lobbyist Eldon Muir told the district that a proposal in the Senate to increase the BSA by $1,000 was on the floor. If it were to receive that type of increase, this would translate to the district that magic number of $350 a student for the Matsu. However, lobbyist Ben Moore was more cautious on the response on the side of the House. We've sort of been describing it as a leaky bucket scenario. You know, if we can if we can patch one hole where it comes to health care expenses and we can patch another hole on pupil transportation, uh, then we're not going to be leaking as much money out of the classroom. Next year's school calendar was accepted unanimously. School will start August 15th. The last day of school is May 23rd. This calendar for next year includes three days for a PLC conference and an extended spring break in support of the Arctic Winter Games. The superintendent report had some good news. Currently, as of last week when we collected this data, um, at the end of the first semester, 93.6% of all of the grades that freshmen earned were passing grades. That means that their graduate, that means if they, if they kept this up, we'd have a graduation rate of 93.4%. The highest graduation rate thus far has been 86%. In other good news, the ribbon cutting for Houston High School is scheduled for March 23rd. The preliminary budget is in full swing. Without a dramatic increase in the BSA, the district is on a financial cliff without a bungee. You can buy those plane tickets now. Next year's calendar is approved. And the C for credit in the four C's looks like it's working. The class of 2026 looks to be on track to graduate on time and in mass. And of course, there's Durham School Services. I mean, what can you say? On the day full service was to return to the Mat Zoo, it was no service instead, when local Teamsters 959 decided to put on the brakes. Stay tuned. Negotiations resume Friday morning. For now, tune in on February 15th. For the next regular school board meeting, it will be live-streamed right here on Big Cabbage Radio, followed with an in-summary report on Friday, February 17th. Until then, drive carefully. Be safe out there, and stay well. This has been In Summary with Emily Forstner. The Matsu School Board meets twice a month, and streams of the full meetings are available on RadioFreePalmer.org. This piece is a production of Big Cabbage Radio, 
questions about the program can be directed to manager at radiofreepalmer.org.